0: The Fall Guy, only in theatres May 3rd, rated PG-13 What's going on people, welcome to the Post Game Number Crunch As usual, I'm your host Jake Painting creator of the House and Grouse Tim Woolf's newsletter. And this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopus and SB Nation. If you'd like to subscribe to House and Grouse, please follow the link in the show notes or head to houseandgrowlz.substack.com. Grab a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. It really helps me. So I'd really love if you guys could go over there and check that out. But we are back tonight after I missed the post game show against the Orlando Magic. I was at a wedding for that game, so I, I missed the game and I kind of didn't get to catch up on everything until the next day when I rewatched it. Obviously, from the Twitter storm, I understood that there wasn't ejections and there was a brawl and all the crazy stuff that happened in that game, but I never really got around to covering it. I kind of thought that, you know, in the hungover state that I was in, I didn't really want to troll over a game against the Orlando Magic that Minnesota lost. But it ultimately turned out to be a game that was very, very strange to both recap or analyze. So we're back. It's it's nice to be back in the booth. And it's nice to see Minnesota back in the win column. Of course, here we are talking about another weird game. And that's the win over the shorthanded Denver Nuggets. Finishing with a 128-98 to blowout scoreline. As the Wolves finally made the most of a game that they should win. It feels like forever since they've done that. And maybe it was just the basketball gods shining down on the Wolves, even if they don't really deserve it after that magic loss and all the chaos that ensued within that game. But the Wolves needed to snag one of these games against Denver. They lost that game to Orlando, which means they had to make up for it somewhere. And the next, two, the next three games after the Orlando game were two games against Denver and one against Utah. And it really felt like they probably had to win at least one of those games and probably two of them. If they lost two in a row against the best team in basketball right now in the Denver Nuggets, then they would have dropped under 500 again and we all would have been cursing another missed opportunity against that really beatable Magic team. But then Michael Malone and the basketball gods came through. The Nuggets had no Nikola Jokic, no Jamal Murray, no Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And no Aaron Gordon, and the Wolves finally took advantage of a talent discrepancy by just walloping a shorthanded Nuggets team. And while I'm a firm believer that wins are wins, and there are no asterisks in the win column when the season ends, it's hard to glean a lot from a game like this. This just isn't a night where you can stack up things that worked and things that didn't and have them come without caveats. Still, as I said, every game matters and every win is equal for a team who really just has to keep winning if they want to avoid the play-in by being the sixth seed or above or avoid slipping out of the play-in completely. But not a lot to glean doesn't mean absolutely nothing to glean. So with that in mind, this episode's numbers are 14 and 6, as in the 14 points and 6 assists that Jaden McDaniels had in this game. Let's take a quick break and then talk more about Jaden's night on the other side of it. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So, as I said prior to the ad break, Jaden McDaniels had 14 points and 6 assists in this game while also grabbing 4 rebounds and doling out his usual dose of stifling defense on the perimeter and as a weak side rotator and you know, defender at the rim as well. Now, those numbers, I think, are nothing out of the ordinary for McDaniels. It's not anything overly spectacular. He's averaging just under 12 points a game this season, so 14 points is nothing too crazy. And he's he's doubled his assist totals from one a game last season to two a game this season. So the six he had tonight was impressive. It's actually only the fourth time in his career he has had over five assists in a game, but it's still not really anything to write home about. But watching him in this game got me thinking about his usage and his value and the way they use him. I think maybe more than ever this season they made a real focus on getting him the ball and getting him off his leash after halftime in this game and it looked really really good and to be honest every time they've let him off the chain as a driver and a mid-range scorer and even a creator for others it has looked really good this season. I mean sure it's probably because this game was already over by halftime and they could afford to play around with some new things and kind of give some guys some extra minutes on the bench that aren't Jaden McDaniels. But with the trade deadline coming up, it really got me thinking about what the limit is to Jaden McDaniels' current scoring load. I think most of us believe he can end up a solid scorer, like maybe someone capable of giving you 15 or 16 a night on a regular basis. But what happens if the Wolves do pull the trigger on a D'Angelo Russell trade? And what if that trade brings back a player who isn't almost a 20-point-per-game scorer like Delo is? What if they opt for a wing or a shooter off the bench and start to entrust more point guard duties to Kyle Anderson and Anthony Edwards instead of going for a straight-up replacement for D'Angelo Russell? Now, I think right now the odds are that D'Angelo stays, which is something... I think a lot more of us would agree with as of today than they would have at the start of the season and myself again is included in that list but I also think there is no way we can rule out a trade deadline move until that deadline is completely in the rearview mirror and to answer one of my own questions from a minute ago I think it's extremely unlikely that they're going to bring back a player if they do trade DLO which again is probably more unlikely than likely right now I think it's unlikely they're going to bring back a player who can score and create for themselves in the same way that Delo can if they do trade him away. So, I say all of that to say, in this hypothetical where Delo is out and someone who can't quite fill his scoring void is in, then why can't some of that scoring load be shifted to Jaden McDaniels? I don't think that means he's going to give you the same game as Delo. He's obviously a much different player And I don't think that means he's even going to score as many points or take as many shots as D'Lo. But why couldn't they lean into him as a guy who takes over 10 field goals attempts per night regularly? Even with his clear improvements as a shot creator, a ball handler, a finisher from all three levels, McDaniels McDaniels has taken less than 10 shots in 32 games this season. He's taken exactly 10 shots in seven games. And he's taken more than 10 shots in just 13 games. So overall, he's taken 10 or more shots in 20 games this season. 21 if you include this game. In those games, he's shot over the league average true shooting percentage of 57.9%, 13 times. So 13 out of 20. Overall, in the entire 20 game sample size, his true shooting percentage is 57.4%, which is only a smidge under that league average, and a bit bigger of a gap underneath his, his season-long true shooting percentage of 60.5%. I guess I'm not really presenting an answer to a question or a solution to a problem here. As I said, I think D'Lo probably stays, and I think he has played in a way that makes that argument defensible. Defensible. But if he doesn't, why not shift some scoring usage to McDaniels? I don't see why not. I think at some point they believe he's going to be that 15 to 18 points per game scorer. And we as fans believe he has that in his bag as well. So instead of chasing a Russell replacement if they do want to trade Russell, would it just be wiser to find a low usage guard or a bench wing who can guard multiple positions or a shooter who can come off the bench in the same way that Malik Beasley did? And then deploy McDaniels more as a swooping driver and a guy who can make those soft little floaters and a guy who's really improving as a playmaker night in and night out and has really, really great connection with Rudy Gobert in a higher usage role. We know that he can do all those things, but can he do it an extra 25% more every night? I think it's worth thinking about and worth discovering at some point for the Wolves front office. And I do think he is ready for it now. We saw in this game that they kind of gave him the keys to the offense for two or three-minute stretches. He had a pull-up mid-range jumper isolation. He had two or three drives in the half court where he kind of Euro-stepped his way to the basket or he pulled up for a soft little floater or he made a really good pass inside to Rudy Gobert. And if he can do those things, again, at, say, 25% more of the time, all of a sudden, this is a guy who's given you 15 a night Say three or four assists, and he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, if not the best perimeter defender in the league. Anyway, I'm not a big trade speculator, but that's one thing that has been rattling around my head for a while now, and I think this game was a good example of how easy he can operate as an actual cog in the storing machine rather than just kind of the leftovers of the offense, especially considering how often teams try and hide their worst defender on him in an effort to stop Ant and Rudy and eventually Cap hopefully the wolves can keep winning and nothing too drastically terrible happens at the trade deadline and i'll be here to discuss it either way i hope you will be too